off a day, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5, 3.04 p.m. on Friday, April 6th. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, right here in Barragata, Guam, broadcasting to our island and all around the world. Not only through our 88.1 FM beautiful stereo signal, but also online at khmg.org. So if you want to listen from your desk or from a phone or iPad, just go to khmg.org or download the app, one of the many apps that we have listed on our website. You can go there. It'll give you instructions on how you can download an app and listen to our FM broadcast anytime. So check us out, khmg.org. Let us know you're listening there or through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio. Interacts with our listeners through Facebook all the time. We get nice messages from people in the States, people that like certain episodes or certain topics, and we appreciate them. Thank you for sending us notes. You can send us a private message through our Facebook page. You can give us a little thumbs up. You can subscribe and follow us. You can share our podcasts and things with other people. We really appreciate that. Speaking of podcasts, if you ever miss the show or you would like to download a previous show, we put them in podcast form and make them available through our website within hours of the end of the broadcast. So go to khmg.org and listen to our podcast, download them. You can listen to the whole show at your convenience. And it's not just live till five this day. There's many other great programs we produce here locally at our studio right here high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries. Building Great Leaders with Les Olala, Living Redemptively with Dr. Doug McLaughlin, Harvest Time with Pastor Marty Heron, Heart of Harvest, Harvest Highlights and the Student of the Week interviews, Dr. Fremont's program, Take Note with Chris Harper, and Harvest Echoes. So there's a lot of great programs available on our radio on our radio station's webpage, khmg.org. So I'd love for you to go there, check us out, let us know that you are listening, and share it with some friends. We really do appreciate that. If you ever miss part of the show as well, you can tune in on Saturdays from noon to 2 and Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. I'm going to stop and take a little sip of my piping hot, mediocre cup of coffee. Stand by one second. Ah, Chris Harper, station manager and all-around good guy, just brought me a piping hot cup of mediocre coffee from the KHMG coffee maker. It's really good, especially on a Friday afternoon when you're feeling a little tired. It's been a long day. Still have two hours ahead of us of live, local, talk and variety programming here on our show. This is episode 259, by the way. We've done this 259 times. Two-hour live broadcasts. So we are glad to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. You can catch us on The Rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety on 88.1 FM or on our live stream. So check us out. Again, noon to 2, Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. We do that on purpose because we know many of you cannot be wall-to-wall listeners. I mean, only a few people can sit and listen for two straight hours. I mean, I might even have relatives that don't sit and listen for two straight hours, and I'm on the show. So, you know, listen when you can. Either the 3 to 5 live broadcast on Friday, 
or Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. It is Friday, April 6th, 3 0. I got to look through the right part of my trifocals here. Uh, 3 8 p.m. And it is the month of April. And Mr. Bob the Librarian, who will be on the show next Friday with us, sent me the monthly list of what is happening, the observances and holidays of the month. Here we go. Alcohol Awareness Month is April. Arab American Heritage. Brussels sprouts and cabbage. Cancer control. Car care. Celebrate diversity. Caesarean Awareness. Community Service Month and Community Spirit Days. There's also Confederate History Month. Counseling Awareness. Couple Appreciation. Cranberries and Gooseberries. Okay, sidetrack here. How many listeners like gooseberries? I must say, Gooseberry is the unsung hero of the Berry family. Let me continue. Uh, Deaf History Month. Drop Everything and Read Month. Defeat Diabetes Month. Emotional Overeating Awareness. Hey, now. Uh, Fair Housing. Financial Literacy. Fresh Florida Tomato. And Genocide and Human Rights Awareness. So, a lot of things happening this month, different observances. Let's look at the weeks here as I look and see what's happening in the weeks of April. The first week of April, which we're almost done with, is uh, Bat Appreciation, Golden Rule Week, Laugh at Work Week. That happens every day around here. Medication Safety. Blue Ribbon Week, which is to uh, highlight the, the situation with child abuse in America. Public Health Week, Window Safety, Cancer Awareness Week, Hula Week, Explore Your Career Options Week. Uh, let's see here. We're in the middle of Hate Week, Mule Day, the Masters Tournament, the 5th through the 8th. I know some people really are watching that. Uh, let's see here. The Worldwide Weekend of Prayer and Fasting is the 7th and 8th, starting tomorrow. Dental Hygienist Week starts tomorrow, and a number of other things. And then let's look at what observances are happening daily. This past week, as we look back at April 1st, was April Fool's Day, of course. Uh, Boomer Bonus Day. Easter Sunday, Edible Book Day. Fossil Fool's Day. Uh, Let's see here. Library Snapshot Day. National Fun Day. Sourdough Bread Day. Plum Pudding Day. Poetry and Creative Mind Day. Reading is Funny Day. And U.S. Air Force Academy Day was the first. The second... International Children's Book Day, National Ferret Day, yes, like a little weasel, but more expensive. Uh, National Love Your Produce Manager Day, that's awfully specific. National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day, Peeps Day, Reconciliation Day, Tater Day, or Sweet Potatoes Day, White House Easter Egg Roll, and World Autism Awareness. The third, uh, Don't Go to Work Unless It's Fun Day, Find a Rainbow Day, Chocolate Moose Day, uh, let's see here. Tweed Day. Sow the Seeds of Greatness Day. The fourth was Bonza Bottler Day because it was 4 4. Remember, Bonza Bottler, any month where the day and the month correspond numerically, it's a Bonza Bottler Day. So the fourth was Bonza Bottler Day. It was also Hug a Newsman Day. International Day of Mine Awareness and Assistance in Mine Action. Cor- Chicken Cordon Blue Day. National Day of Hope. Walking Day, Paraprofessionals Appreciation Day. Uh, Let's see here. Vitamin C Day was the fourth as well. And World Rat Day. Now, 
Rats get way too much attention. We just celebrated last month like Fancy Rats of America Association or something. So too many holidays for rats. I mean, come on, people. Um, the fifth, go for broke day. Gold Star Wives Day. International Fun at, Fun at Work Day. National Alcohol Screening Day. Burrito Day. Caramel Day. Dandelion Day. Deep Dish Pizza Day. And Raisin and Spice Bar Day. And then today is Army Day. California Poppy Day, Drowsy Driver Awareness Day. Hopefully this show's helping you with that. Hospital Admitting Clerks Day, Hostess Twinkies Day, International Day of Sports for Development and Peace, Caramel Popcorn Day. Uh, let's see here. Student Athlete Day, Tartan Day, Walk to Work Day, Orthodox Good Friday, Sorry Charlie Day, Teflon Day. So those are all observances and holidays and remembrances and awareness days that are happening this month now that we are already in the month of April. Last time we had a show was two weeks ago. Last week was Good Friday, so we didn't have a show at that time. But this week, of course, trying to get caught up a little bit and glad to have you with us. It's going to be a full day today. Our theme today, lunch. And you're not going to want to miss it because we're going to have a new segment to our show where we are going to eat. Yes, eat. A 1970s, late 1970s lunch menu. We're going to have Joe Sarney in here joining us with Lawrence Dangas, Chris Harper, Sebastian Basildua, and myself, Jared Baldwin. So you stick around. It is Friday, April 6, 3.14 p.m. here on Live Till 5 at KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Stick around for a little Harvest Highlights, and we'll be back in about six or seven minutes. With a little more live till five, it's three twenty-two p.m. on this Friday, April sixth. Glad to have you with us on our live local talk and variety program called Live Till Five. If you ever miss part of the show, noon to two Saturdays, seven to nine p.m. Sunday nights, as we broadcast the show in its entirety. We call it the Rebound. So tune in noon to two Saturdays, seven to nine p.m. Sunday night. If you want to listen to six hours of Live Till Five, the same two hours but three different times, you can do that. Or if you miss part of the show, of course, you can tune back in. You can download the podcast as well. Go to khmg.org, khmg.org, and you'll find the podcast of this show and many other great programs. Because I, I put this show in the same category as other great programs. I mean, that's that's not shameless self-promotion, is it, Chris? You would be familiar with whether or not that is or not. Is that self-promoting? Well, I mean, uh, we have some great shows. We do? On khmg.org. That is, we're, so I'm halfway that, there. I'm halfway that there. I acknowledge. And, and you can find this show in the same location as great shows. In the exact same location. <laughs> it's, I mean, within a click <laughs> of the, the great programs, then you have this right. program, and uh, we are within on episode click. 259. We don't have 259 of the podcast, but we have many of these shows. There's like 80, 79 yeah. or 80 or yeah. something like that. We started really doing that about a year and a half, two years ago, so... That's, that's where we're at. Okay, so today, our theme is lunch. 
And even though it's 3.23 p.m. on this Friday, April 6th, we want to do a little lunchtime lunchtime game. This is a new thing for for Live Till 5. So you listeners that are driving home from church right now, or maybe you're heading home from school, you just picked your kids up, you're on your way to a soccer game, you're on your way to a dental appointment, you're running errands, or maybe you're still sitting at your desk at work. You're in for a real treat. I'm trying not to build this up too much, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So what I'm going to do is I have Joe Sarney, Sebastian Basil Dua, Lawrence Nagengas, Chris Harper, and myself here. And we're going to recreate... A 1979 cafeteria lunch, lunchroom. Give me your money. Yeah, okay, so Sebastian's already <laughs> picking on kids, and we are trying to recreate the menu from 1979. Now, it, it was always a fact that in, in uh, 1979, one of the kids always forgot his lunch, and so Joe and Sebastian have to share because someone always forgets their lunch. And then Lawrence, he brought his, and then Chris All brought right. his, and then I brought mine. I'll tell you what. Actually, I'll, I'll share with Chris. I'll be the one that forgot his lunch. So you guys can do a little uh, unboxing here. So for you premium listeners, you can be watching for your... Yeah, yeah, you're hearing us. Yes. Like so crazy everyone's right opening now. their brown bags of lunch, which I have prepared. Uh, everyone has a little napkin from mom on there. Maybe you could Aww. read your napkin. My mom sent me so notes every day. Let's start with Chris's note first, <laughs> and we'll work our way around, because Chris's mom... Obviously sent him a nice note, wrote it on a napkin. Any of you oh, remember that? So what it, what does your mom uh, say on your napkin there, Chris? You're my favorite. XOXO. There you go. All right, Lawrence, what does yours say? Your brother, I, I don't have one, but if I did, your brother thinks he's the favorite, but he's not. You are. There you go. All right, Sebastian, what about your napkin? Mom loves you, sweaty. Oh, sweetie. XOXO. There you go. And uh, Joe, what does yours say? Mine says the dog needs a bath, and then a picture of mom that doesn't look happy. There you go. Okay. Well, so this is pretty. The bad kid. This right here pretty much is. Uh, it's like four brothers. So that's the whole idea. Is you oh, guys are okay. four brothers. So okay. Lawrence, uh, as long as mom, I get it now. Chris thinks he's the favorite. He's fine. You're really the favorite. Yeah. Sebastian's right up there in the top three, and then Joe has to wash <laughs> the dog when he gets home. <laughs> So let's do a little unboxing. Why don't you empty out your uh, lunch bag and um, describe what you're finding uh, in your bag there. Um, first thing I pulled out and nice. really excited about is the bugle bag. Yep. Bag yep. of bugles here. That's the side dish. That's Those will be on my fingers in a couple minutes. There you go. So, uh, And they're the plain oh, bugles. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, loaded. boy. So these are 1970. I these are wait. These are 1979 sandwich recreations. All I know is when mom puts enough mayonnaise on it to where it's smearing on the bag. That's right. It's loaded. That's, that's why you have greasy uh, greasy spots on your brown paper bag is yeah, from that mayonnaise. That's also true. Yes. And really? so um, usually I was going to sit on Joe's just to make it more realistic because there's always one lunch that yeah. gets squished. <laughs> it got put in the bottom of the bag and then yeah. it dropped on the bus and that's some right. kids stepped oh, on it. And it smells like Frito-Lay products. Oh, so, my goodness. Yes. So, I also have a Nature Valley Oat and Honey Bar. That was that was common in that's 1979. That's for days. Really? Yep. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. We had those in 1979. Right. That was my favorite that. camp food. Did you get a a, a hostess thing? A hostess. Oh. Uh, that's oh, a ho ho. Yeah. No, that's, that's a, a Swiss cake roll. I, yeah, it's a Swiss cake roll, but by hostess they're called ho hos. Yeah. Hostess, hostess, ho ho. <laughs> so it's a hostess, but it's a Swiss roll covered in chocolate. Or one out on this bar. one. Okay, so this is what we need to do. We need to we need to do a little taste test of our lunch menus. Now you're welcome to try and trade with each other because this is a common 1979. Can I trade for someone's hostess for yeah, what? Sandwich. 
No <laughs> way, a sandwich. Man. It's a full sandwich. Get away from me, loser. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting real. You're not getting anybody's sandwich. What, who, what kind of sandwich do you have? I think this is a cheese and mayonnaise, and I don't... I don't know. I'd be happy to trade you some of my mayonnaise for something. Well, yeah, me too. I'll scrape <laughs> I've, that I've off in a heartbeat. enough for several people here. So what? in 1979, I was seven years old, so I would have been about second grade. Cheese and mayonnaise. And I either would get a cheese and mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> that's terrible. Or, oh, you think that's terrible? Yours is Braunschweiger. So yours is not bologna. I don't even know what that is. It's also known as liverwurst in certain parts of the country. Mm. So Did it's you get bologna. That on oh yeah, sure. Yeah, Braunschweiger. I thought it's, he was a Russian heavy I, lifter. Yeah, yeah. Or, a, or a swimmer. <laughs> Lawrence, I mean, I'm not trying to ethnically stereotype you, but you are a nagging gas. I know. It's Braunschweiger. I mean, this is. I mean, you should. But not what we had in our home. Yeah. So we. So it's basically bologna. My mom, my mom loved us. Bologna made with. Animal livers, so it's not I li- just. I like liver baloney. So I want you guys to take a taste of your sandwich first. We'll start with sandwich. Yeah, sandwich take a taste time. and let the listeners know how you really so feel about it. Just let the listeners. Know. You can wipe your your hands on uh, mom's note there, but take it. Take a taste of the sandwich that you have there. I made it with in a cleanly environment. Actually, Lawrence, your sister was watching me make these, and oh, she good. was so excited she that you were getting testify. a sandwich. I bet. So, she really uh, cares about me. Take a, take a, Joe was the first one to dig into his Braunschweiger and mayonnaise sandwich. What does oh, it wow. taste like? Come on. I, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me bite it before I not want, yeah, I yeah, don't let's, want let's, to. Let's get Lawrence yeah. to get it mm-hmm. in it's first. too early. It disgust- looks way worse out of the bag. The disgusting I had my hopes early. while it was now, in. So you guys, so when I had Braunschweiger sandwiches, I knew it was Braunschweiger because the yellow... Uh, sausage skin was still on it to hold it together, right? Like bologna oh, yes. has a red uh, yes. ring around it. So Braunschweiger, liver ones have yellow, I believe, around mm-hmm. it. Bologna and has so red. And so I would have to bite into it and then pull that off. But I went ahead and removed that for safety for you because I didn't want you to choke on that. Oh, man. I so was tell us, what, what does it taste <laughs> like there, Joe? What does it taste like? It's a weird texture and the flavor is not good. Um, I don't hate it. I you don't hate, hate it, it really? Mm-mm. I'm not a bologna guy, though. I don't really yeah. like the taste of it. I don't like that, but I do like liver, like liver pate. Really? Mm, I like so it. So this is the sausage version of liver pate, basically. I think I think what Joe was saying, though, the, the texture. <laughs> it's like, really? The texture, the texture gets me. Is, uh, is a well, little describe the, Give us one word to describe the texture. Well, it, there's just nothing to it, so it's just mush. So you just go bread, mayonnaise, mushy bologna, more bread, and there's like no... I don't, there, there's no anything. It's just like one big mush bite. One big mush bite. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to trade That's it? how they sell it. Braunschweiger, one big mush bite. Sebastian's uh, chowing a sandwich Sebastian's like he hasn't eaten all day. Gone. It's like, okay, so Sebastian, cheese, no problem. how does it taste? I feel right at home with this. Did I, you ever have a mayonnaise and cheese sandwich? On, I grew up on bread and bologna. There you, know? you go. So, there I mean, you go. You want to trade? But this is just a cheese, but it's totally fine. Yep. It's like, it's like, and. A pre-grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Way to think positive. <laughs> it's a, it's that's a Kraft Singles American that's cheese. That's not what I have in my sandwich. and Hellman's mayonnaise sandwich, mm. and uh, really good. We used Miracle Whip as well, but I didn't want to have to buy a whole other jar of mayonnaise. Chris, you're not eating your sandwich. Why not? Yeah, well, it's one of these days <laughs> when uh, I figure I'll just uh, He's eat sharing the, with you. I'll, I'll eat the. Yeah, I was I was leaving it for you. Oh, that's right. Okay, hey, I'll, so I'll eat some. I think I'm, if, I'm game. I yeah. think if this toast, this bread this was is toasted, how I this game. yeah, 
it would help a lot because then right. it'd have some toasted. crunch to it. You can't have toasted bread mm. in your lunch. I did, well, yeah, it does get a little soggy, but I used yeah. to do that when I was here single. Can I used I to toast it. I, I could eat cheese and mayonnaise all day long, do you honestly. Want any kind of cheese, any kind of mayonnaise. If this had cheese, I think that would also help. It was supposed to. But oh. I only brought two slices of cheese. <laughs> oh, you ran out. Sorry. I ran out of cheese. You know what? If you can so, eat it all day long, why can, don't you? I didn't want to confuse you with the taste of the Braunschweiger. I wanted you to get the full Braunschweiger. And, you know, the, but I like, the, I like what Sebastian says, especially when you let it get to room temperature like I did. It's a pre-grilled cheese. There we go. Let it sit on the hood of your car for a little while. It'll be a grilled cheese. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It'll be sour mayonnaise, but yeah. It's flexible. It's a flexible food. All yeah. right. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's uh, dive into the uh, side dish, the Bugles there, which came out, at least to my knowledge, I became aware of them in about elementary school. I love Bugles. And you could buy Bugles, and you could buy kind of an off-brand of Bugles at Aldi's when I was a kid, so... Um, yeah, give them a try. And you this can is, use them as like little little claws. Yes, this is little, definitely little not a Guam trumpets. 1979 no, lunch. Though. No, no, definitely. I don't think this most of the people Americana in Guam are eating this. It is. This Guam is Kansas lunch. City, Northtown, Missouri, North Kansas City, Missouri. I I would actually love to know what a 1979 school lunch next week on yeah. Guam. You know hey, what I'm saying? I'd love to hear that from somebody. We need to find someone that yeah. is in their mid-40s that would like to submit a menu of what they ate for their lunch when they were in lower elementary and then maybe when they were in like high school. That would be great. So, I'd love to, I'd just love to hear that. I just got hit with an overwhelming smell of toasted corn product. <laughs> so uh, these bugles are very corny. Now very I'll eat a bugle. There you go. Two. Eat a bugle. and I so, know what those taste like. Bugles are one of the most popular snacks in America, apparently, yeah. yet not here so much. Yeah, this That's makes true. great radio, the crunching of the bugles. People, it, it's, People it's it. like interactive. It's like um, augmented reality, but for radio. But for your ears. Yes, yes. If they could only smell the corn and the Braunschweiger, it would, <laughs> they would be yes. overwhelmed like I am, almost to tears. So, I don't know. I never liked Braunschweiger, and my mom made me eat it all the time. Is it cheap? Is that why? It's, it's cheap. It's, it's cheaper than bologna. I think it would go on sale, and you could buy it in a huge log. <laughs> and then I think to make up for the fact that it's cheap meat, she'd give me an extra thick slice, which made it 10 times worse. Like if it was at yeah. least sliced thin slice like bologna. Thin. Come on. But it was sliced thick. Yeah, like, like what we had today. It's, I, I was trying to duplicate exactly it's what we thicker, had. It's thicker than the bread. Right, exactly. It's exactly. thicker than the bread. What didn't you like about it? Um, the texture is mushy. I mean, the word is definitely mushy. It's mm-hmm. like soft, so it doesn't hold together like and a regular don't, meat. If you don't like... <laughs> Whoa. That was a commercial sound effect. If you don't like liver taste, yeah. the aftertaste is overwhelming. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> liver. And they say that liver is the oil filter of the animal. So, you know, if, if you're not into that, then you're not going to like Braunschweiger. No. The, only thing, the only thing about it... That is cool is the terrible. name. Yeah. No, the name is like Rottweiler. Schweinsteiger is a uh, yeah. soccer player. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Braunschweiger. Yeah. There's also a soccer team called Eintracht Braunschweig. There you go. So See, this is close. probably their I mean, mascot you know, is a big loaf of Braunschweiger. It's a loaf. With, a loaf. with pom-poms. <laughs> yeah. A Braunschweiger. A, a Braunschweiger tube. Ooh, you they know, have a Braunschweiger race at halftime. That's like right. The they Philly, do. Like the, or the, like the Pittsburgh Hoagies. Yeah, or the, the, the Puffy Tacos in San Antonio. Okay, so let's get to the dessert segment of the show now. This was uh, your dessert? 
that's the dessert. That was the dessert I got. Wow. Really? And you could get the, you know, of course, the Graham when I was in like middle disguise. school, the, the chewy granola bars Do came we, out. Between the bugles and this oats and honey bar, you had to be sitting in a pile of crumbs at Oh, lunch. yeah. If you wore like a just, sweater, you had something oh, yeah. to do it, the rest of the day. Uh, yeah. Pick that out for days. Huh. Yep. Yep. Especially those big fluffy sweaters we yeah. wore back then. Yeah. They were polyester and itched like mad. And there was a time when Hostess wasn't around, right? They, Twinkies, they stopped making Twinkies for oh, a very short Twinkies? period of time. Yeah, and the JS store started selling them for like three bucks a twink. <laughs> yeah. Three yeah. bucks a twink? Yeah. Three bucks a twink. <laughs> three bucks a twink. That was like for Keep just a life. month. Yeah, so if you traded oh, wow. in Twinkies the way you trade in Bitcoin, there was you a, probably there lost There was a staff member here that bought some boxes on eBay. He did. He did. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. So these, uh, we ha- also had Zingers. Zingers were a... Uh, Maybe Tasty Bakery or one of those companies' uh, products, but it was a. It's kind of like a Twinkie, but some of them had like raspberry coconut on them. What about Little Debbie? Little Debbie, they don't sell Little Debbie off base here on Guam. So, of course, Little Debbie. Oatmeal cream pies, nutty bars, stuff like that. Zebra cakes. Mm. Zebra cakes. Oh, zebra cake. That that mysterious white chocolate uh, carob uh, candle wax flavor. It's just so awesome. What about Entenmann's? Intamin's we donuts. Have those donuts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have some Intamin's K cups in my office right We're now. We're hitting all the all oh, the yeah. all the cheap stuff. So, uh, so overall, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, Joe, ten being this is the best lunch ever, and one being it's awful. If you were to make an aggregate score, would it be? What would your number be for uh, this lunch? Ten being awesome, one being awful. Probably a four. The note kind of set me off because it made me remember that I have to do work when I get home. <laughs> I need to <laughs> gotta wash the dog. The dog. Bath. Yeah, you can tell mom doesn't like you. She and gave I'm you Braunschweiger sandwich, liver, liver, yeah, liver, anything. But okay. the bugles were great. Yeah, okay. And these look good to have an open news up. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there you go. Yogurt. A little little snackage for the weekend. I appreciated his attempt to trade the Braunschweiger sandwich for a. Ho ho! Yes, uh, that I mean, was a that was a, a game attempt. Yes, and never you know going to happen. That's <laughs> a game attempt. You you did what I tried for years and years and years, and it perfected my sales skills. Oh yeah. So usually, what I'd have to do is like trade some kind of like service project or homework uh, transcription and the Braunschweiger to get someone's you know nutty bar or something like that. So Sebastian, how would you rate this lunch? Ten being awesome, one being awful. 7.5. 7. Because 5. there were four components to this lunch, and I enjoyed three out of the four. The okay. one I did not like are the bugles. You don't like bugles, huh? I don't like bugles. Oh, you really? Them? Okay. It's too rich. For, yeah, I finished them. You could have wow. traded. Well, there's nothing else to trade. Oh, right. I could have gotten that. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence, uh, what about what you about? You don't yours? like them, but you polish the bag off? What's, what's yep. a, well, you know, <laughs> hey, he's he's been taught good manners to just finish your food. <laughs> sure exactly. has, especially Lawrence. when it's greasy, oily corn chips. <laughs> how would you how would you rate this? Ten being awesome, one being awful. Um, yeah, I'm okay with liver more than Joe, and I had a better note, so I'd probably go with the six. Okay. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to eat the whole sandwich, and I didn't. Yep. I had one point bite to try it. A second to make sure, and I was right. This yep. is just, I'm okay without. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love I have, bugles. And I actually I have these. half a loaf that I was going to deliver to you and Lindsay after Here's, we get home today. You're too thoughtful. <laughs> you know, because, you know, you, she could fry that up. I will say the one, now that, that's a game changer. You fry mm-hmm. spam as opposed yep. to raw spam, it is different. Um, but the the trade that I had almost on lock every day, my senior, junior and senior year, was my best friend in high school. For whatever reason, 
like, I don't know if they had a discount store which sold him salami and Munster cheese and white bread. Oh. But he brought that every day. And it wasn't like uh, salami is a, a hard piece. sausage, right? It's like a it's it a little really, harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right. got some more body to Genoa it. Genoa salami with the peppercorns in it. It did. It did. Oh man! And good. then Munster cheese is my favorite cheese. Mm-hmm. But Melt's he would have really like good. three of those on there. Yep. And then a couple pieces of salami and white bread. Was it that cotta salami that got. comes like Oscar Mayer, or uh, was it? It's the not small quite that salami. big. It was like two okay. on top okay. of each gotcha. other overlap. Gotcha. It wasn't quite. Uh, what is that? Hunter Farms or what's yeah. the the Hillshire Farms? Hillshire. That's what mm-hmm. it, Hunter. What? Um, but he would bring that, and I brought this. My mom lives on an island and could be listening. And Ma, I like your PB and Js, but wheat bread. Oh boy. With some peanut butter and jelly, but if you what put, kind of jelly? It was it was as long as you stayed away from the orange marmalade. I pretty like <laughs> much like all the rest. Like you do grape, blackberry. because um, yeah, grape kind of soaks in by the end. Yeah, of Yeah, grape yeah. gets heavy. Grape yeah. on white yeah. bread. I would have kids in high school with just melted through. Yeah, grape right. You could jelly. see the grape coming out the top of the bread, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, that so was a no go. The best. It was usually raspberry or blackberry or strawberry. Right. It's like a preserves almost little mm-hmm. seeds and everything. Yeah, and then the peanut butter was always smooth, even though I'm a crunchy fan. Yep, me too. But me too. I would you'd put those sandwiches. One is about this tall. His was like up here. It'd be tradesy every day. Yeah. So I was. I loved lunchtime because I would look forward to his sandwich, and he looked forward to mine. And there you go. It was. It was really the reason we were friends. Man, so that's you know that's a match made in heaven right there. Uh, Chris, how would you rate this uh, numerically? Well, I didn't partake in the mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I. Uh, but partake. the bugles that's I like, and I you know I left the ho ho for yeah. you since we're sharing. So bugles, That's so nice. I'm in. <laughs> you are my favorite. Yep. Just so you, know, <laughs> yeah. you are my favorite. Yeah. I wrote the napkins. Yeah. If anyone knew us, I, I didn't contact it. your mothers. I actually did the napkins. <laughs> I figured <laughs> myself. My so. mom would draw like a little kid with balloons in his hand and yeah. everything. It See, was a piece what of am art. I? What am I saying? My mom would send me with embarrassing secondhand bags. From different ladies' clothing stores. Oh, yes. Things like that. Yes. Oh, like her. Oh, you can only like a, imagine. Like a white plastic yes. bag. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, she would do that. Yes. I remember uh, when I, uh, in high school, I had, there was a guy who always sold chocolate chip cookies at lunch. And like this guy, he was making bank. Legally? I don't know if it was legal, but everyone was going to buy it because it was 50 them. cents. I'm sure he paid taxes. Name, was I'm name sure. Amos? And he had permission from the school. No. Or Otis. Yeah. Those are both Otis. famous... Uh, Otis Spunkelmeyer's. Mm-hmm. He was selling fifty cents. He'd always he'd bring a trapper keeper and be full of the cookies, and you just go up to him and you buy them, and they're like all saran wrapped. Nice. You know, it's like, hey, can I get like hey, nothing, three cookies? Nothing about that <laughs> sounds like anybody. <laughs> the knew first was one's on. free. But he's like, you know, he's our, our grade, so he's making oh, wow. all his money on all of us. It was the cookie underground. <laughs> it's yep. entrepreneurship. Pretty much. Was his right last there. name Trump? Sutton. Okay, there you go. Well, hey, this segment's brought to us by The Hub, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore. And Sutton Cookies. And Sutton Cookies, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, a few gifts, some Eagles apparel. Let's play a little What's in My Coffee. Our drinks go along with the theme as well. I asked Jeremy to recreate Kool-Aid flavors. So it's a non-carbonated fruit splash. And he said, actually, a number of children order non-carbonated fruit splashes. So this is the 2018 version of Kool-Aid. So, Joe, what does yours taste like? What do you think it is? Oh, sorry. I, thought I know. You're already on break. your way out. There you go. Um, Almost. Ha. It's like a raspberry cherry type flavor. Mm-hmm. It's a deep red. Mm-hmm. Deep red. Not the blue raspberry. No, no. no. Um... Yeah, some kind of berry. Okay. All right. Berry flavor. concoction. All right. Uh, Sebastian, yours is gone. What did it taste like? I'd wash down lunch, you know? It's uh, pretty sure it's like a cherry or strawberry. Um, 
Kool-Aid. Okay. All right. Yeah. Lawrence, how about yours? Uh, I think I think mine's watermelon. Okay. And it's pretty tasty. I will say I was I was trying to figure figure. You're trying to figure it out. <laughs> I was figuring it out. <laughs> Why? But it was the lack of carbonation that I was like, yes, oh, this right. is what's different. A little flatter. Yeah. Of it's course. Entirely flat, actually, by design. <laughs> Chris, what does yours taste like? You know, um, I think I'm going to guess coconut, but that doesn't sound right hmm. because there, I've never heard of a coconut. Um, well, and the, the 22 year old um, uh, HBBC student that made the drink might not have had Kool Aid uh, yeah. with, mixed with liquid before either. So it could, it could be. be coconut. I it mean, could if you be think passion it like fruit because we guess that every week. Then oh, yeah. I, I hate mean, even I, saying that. I really don't even. I don't place this taste, but it's it's okay. I mean, it's just kind of a sweet taste. It's kind of a off. It's kind of a not quite clear water with a yellow shoe. It might just be boony water. It could honestly. be probably not. It could green. be white grape. That yeah. I'm also drinking a cup of black coffee sure. along with it is probably not helping you're, my you're, discernment on your, this. Your matter. buds are confused. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a drink of mine. Super sweet. Has a uh, has a uh, uh, almost a peachy flavor to it or a mango. I think it's mango. So let's let's uh, read these off here. Number one is my cup here. Yep, I have a peach mango. Peachy mango. There, there you go. go. Uh, number two is strawberry. So there you I go. I knew it. What'd you say? What'd I you said say? strawberry. Or strawberry. Cherry. Or cherry uh, or strawberry. Lawrence, watermelon. Joe, are you number four? Yeah. Raspberry. Yep. Raspberry. And Chris, pineapple. Five. Oh, pineapple. Come on. So you were close with the pina colada I, connection. You know, it... But it doesn't taste terribly pineapple-y. It no. just kind of tastes sweet. Yeah, pineapple's subtle, yeah. I guess. All right, we're going to take a short break so we can uh, clear clear the decks, so to speak, of all this uh, litter after lunch. And then we'll come back for our listening audience pleasure as we go through Sebastian's quiz in this day in history. Stick around. This is Live Till 5. More after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's 3.49 p.m. on this Friday, April 6th. Glad to have you with us here on our live local Talk and Variety program here at the KHMG Studios. We're going to play a little quiz. We Our theme today is lunch. And we want to see uh, what Sebastian has cooked up for us. See what I did there? Cooked it up because yeah. the theme is lunch. I heard what you did there. You heard yeah. what you, you experienced it in... in uh, 4D. <laughs> so, uh, Sebastian. Yeah. I know that we actually have a theme that we haven't got to play in a couple weeks for the uh, Sebastian's theme music for the oh, thank goodness. epic quiz. I heard it in so long. Well, and this is the cue for a lot of people to change their behavior uh, when they're listening to the show. Um, I thought you were saying to change the channel. No, okay. well, maybe, but I do. <laughs> All right. Well, um, because we deal with a lot of food today with the lunches and everything, I named this talk about a good time let us feed our minds yeah it's a fun little pun i, I, I see i see pun, what you did puns tacos and times and lettuce all right yep all right well um with us here we will yep joe sarney might join us in a second i don't know he did eat a little liver worst and he was looking a little maybe he rushed off to the bathroom liver worst yeah. for wear yeah all right well first question this is kind of rough um 
We'll start with you, Jared. Go around to Lawrence. Okay. Um, and you might actually, you might get it after once it gets to Lawrence, but uh, you can only answer one at a time. So, what? Which president started the national school lunch program? Mm. Okay. And I'm not going to give you any options. No. You just got to name Great. a president. National school lunch program. NSLP for short. Um. Just spitballing here. Probably a Democrat. Um. Maybe John F. Kennedy. I would say John F. Kennedy John is my F. final Franklin answer. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh, boy. The great deal. Big deal. Hmm. The New Deal. New I knew deal. it was a deal. I knew there was yeah, a deal was a in deal. there. Let's Who make a deal. started the lunch program? <laughs> the National School Lunch Program. The NSLP. Who is concerned about... I, I'm going to go with, um, with Reagan, actually. Wow. Okay. I think it's more recent than that. Okay. All, all right. Good Joe call. Sarney, you need to step up here. We're going to ask <laughs> good, you, good. Uh, Sebastian's going to ask you the quiz question. It's all about lunches today. Okay. With a bunch of puns thrown in there. Talk but, about a good time. Let us feed our minds. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Go ahead and ask Joe the question. Which president started the National School Lunch Program? No multiple choice. Oh, boy. No multiple choice. Um,. Truman? I, I don't know. Truman. That was a president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You got your your you got about a one in forty five chance. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Roughly. Congrats, Joe. You got the point. Wow. No way. Truman. Are you serious? He nice the paper work. as he is walking around. Oh, whatever. What? I just <laughs> no. Joe, good yeah, guess. It was Truman. See, good thing he came Truman back. Was the one that hmm. started. Winner of this round gets a free half loaf of Braunschweiger. I guess coming out of <laughs> And from that, we'll all guess weird things. Yep. Uh, I guess coming out of World War II, that would have been something. Yeah. Uh, yep. For somebody to do post, like that. Post FDR. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So you, were, you were close. He was mm-hmm. close. Okay. Uh, next question. What do critics of the NSLP... Um, National, National School, School. Cite as one of its main problems. Mm. There's two options here. The problem is the program is not funded enough, so the food is cheap, processed, and not very nutritious. Or the schools waste too much food. Which one do you think is the main one of the main criticisms of NSLP? What's the B stand for? A they waste too much. No National oh. Lunch School Lunch Program. P. Oh, P. P as okay, in program, like, not program. Um, that's so what this is. They either waste, <laughs> that's a waste too much. Five till five is a program. They yeah. either waste too much or the quality is not there. It's yep. not funded enough, so it's, they buy, buy cheaper stuff. Quality not there. Yep, I would agree. Bad quality. Well, it's a social program in a sense. So um, Never funded when you're enough. A, when you're um, a progressive uh, politically speaking, usually you complain about funding. That's it's all about funding, no matter how broken it is. It's always because there's not enough money, so it has to be A, right? Although it may not be, but let's try A. So this is a criticism of the program, yeah. and the program is actually the progressive ones spending. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go the waste. I think they waste too much food. Ah, uh, you know, you would think that, especially after seeing the. Uh the kids down in the cafeteria throw away some of the food. That yeah. they yep. They're oh, not man. on the national They're not on the program. program. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, but they waste so much food. Yes. <laughs> um, the answer actually is the program is not funded enough. That's yeah. the main because yeah. yeah. The food is cheap, processed, not very nutritious. Was yep. Well, it would have been the most recent critic would have been Michelle Obama. Right. right? This yes. was, yes. That yes. was her yes. pet, yes. pet, yes. pet her issue. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Which um, was good. And now, according to the American School Food Service, what percentage of high schools sell fast food? 30%, 40%, or 50%? Whoa. Oh, those are... Not the high schools I've been around those in my day. close numbers there, too. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think, Joe? Give me the percentages. 30, 40, or 50%? Um, 30. I would say 40. Hmm. I think it's unfortunate, but it might be 50. I'm going to just try that. Oh, well, I'm just here to match somebody. I'm going to go with 40. That was my thought. Joe, you did it again. It's 30%. Joe, you're really good at this accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised, I'm a though. winner. Uh, really? I'll go back Where to my initial theory of the first person to answer is usually the winner. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, you're living up to the standard. Famous yep. chef and restaurateur. I don't know how to say Restaurateur? Sure. Restaurateur. Alice Waters has many ideas for improving Who? school lunches. Yes. Alice Waters? Yep. Alice Waters. I saw the documentary. What is one of them? What, one of the ways to improve school lunches. Having parents make the food instead of school employees, building school gardens, or eliminating lunches and having children bring their own. Hmm. Gardens? Building gardens because that teaches the kids, you know, about agriculture. I would agree. Gardens. Again, you have to think of people who are really, really interested in social programs, and it seems to me that they would say gardens. Well, if there's a special been done and she's got an idea, it definitely wouldn't be to quit the whole thing and have them bring their own. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with gardens as well. Good job. You all get a point. Which is the same as no point at all. <laughs> it is building yep. school gardens. What's the point? Okay. And now the final question. Who sets the minimum nutrition standards for the National School Lunch Program? The U.S. Department of Ag- Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Education, or each state sets its own. So the minimum nutrition standard for the program. Oh, boy. Who each sets state. that? Each state. That's my Jared? guess. I would say uh, it's a federal thing. I, I'm going to say what is my hope. I, which means I doubt it, but my hope is that it's each state sets it. Uh, what was the first answer? Uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture. So what was your answer? Federal, U.S. Department well, of Agriculture. The other, but well, the, the other one is U.S. Department of Education. Ed. Oh, I'd say Agriculture, okay. USDA. Um, yeah, that's where I think does it, USDA as well. Correct. It is the Department of Agriculture. Oh, that's that why I, it's such a success. Yeah. Um, well, you see their <laughs> stamp on all kinds of food things. Yeah. Why did the students eat their homework? Because the teacher said it was a piece of cake. <laughs> okay. Is that part of the quiz? No. <laughs> no. False. What do you call a that fake was noodle? A joke told by the What's a fake clothes? noodle? What do you call a fake noodle? Uh, an impasta. An impasta. What does a nosy pepper do? Um. Get jalapeno business. <laughs> oh, boy. That's oh all I got. Boy. Uh, good job, Joe. You won. How many points? Three. You had three. Solid. Three Great. big points. Joe, you're nice. really, you, you're really you a good guesser. You can keep the You've outdone yourself. Loaf I've got half, half a loaf you with your it. name on it. Or give it to Lawrence. You know what? It keeps. I'll just keep it. I'll just keep it. I don't want it. I'll just keep it. I'm going to give it to Lawrence's wife, Lindsay, and she'll oh, cook it up man. with some onions. She's not. And uh, you Does don't think she'd do it? Does it taste better cooked? Mm-hmm. You know, um, no. 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 <laughs> I've never, ever. It won't ever, be a difference in taste. It's a difference in texture. It would just melt it. Which is why. Oh. It would become liquid. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> yeah, because the only thing holding it together is that it's cold with all that fat in it. You so. think it, it would, would be stay, properly If you put that disc in the fryer, it wouldn't stay as a disc? Oh, well, if you left that, well, you'd have to leave the plastic wrapping on ah. the edge. Trying to make the sandwich is like uh, making a sandwich, like like cutting through um, 
uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a like a pudding that has uh, a semi-dried. Yeah, it sticks to your fingers. It sticks all over the knife. It's coagulated. Yeah, Makes peanut butter is slightly better. less. You know, it's it's basically one level of hardness up from peanut butter. Yep. Yeah, and it's got it's <laughs> wow. got, and I have half a loaf of it for the first caller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get in yeah. here. Awesome. Well, uh, guys, thanks for playing along on the game. We're going to take a short break for the news. Come back for This Day in History. Joe, you have a great weekend, brother. All right, thank you. All right, and uh, Sebastian, Lawrence, and Chris, we'll see you guys after the top of the hour. Listeners, stick around. You're hearing us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam, episode 259 on this Friday, April 6th. Going to take a break for Salem Radio Network News, and then another hour of Live Till 5, talking about lunches today. So more after this break. the second hour of live till five this is jared baldwin your host it's 404 p.m at the khmg studios broadcasting high atop the campus of harvest ministries from the worldwide headquarters of harvest family radio the studio smells like a lunchroom right now we had luncheon meats and cheese and a lot of mayo and some bugles and some hostess ho-hos and some granola bars and some kool-aid concoctions and now the studio smells just like the lunchroom right after all the kids leave. So did you guys growing up eat in a cafeteria setting or did you eat in your classroom, Chris? No, definitely cafeteria. Okay. I mean, I went to public school most of my growing up years until high school. And we had a we had that's what we called it, the lunchroom. The lunchroom. Yep. And, um, and who yeah. who worked in the lunchroom? Just what were then? What did you guys call we, the people we, that worked in there? We called them. And I think there was one guy in there, but we called them lunch ladies. Yes. yes. I don't know why. It was just those are the, They're lunch, the lunch ladies. They're the lunch ladies. Yeah. I, and it's really unfortunate. You don't really know their names or right. anything. No. Nope. They're just like homogenous yeah, lunch right. ladies. They're, and it's. Yep. They all kind, kind of, of blend cruel. together. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the hairnets and the aprons, the little plastic yeah. disposable aprons I mean, and the I'm gloves. I'm not proud of it, but we called no. them lunch ladies. I think we only had ladies working there. We called them all lunch ladies. And even if there would have been a man working there, we probably would have called him the lunch lady guy. Because <laughs> lunch yeah, lady, I we didn't believe. think about the name of what it indicated. Like this is yeah. their gender and they serve us lunch. It was right. just, it was like a. Just a term, Title lunch or, lady. Yeah, they're yeah. the lunch lady. And we were afraid of some of our lunch ladies. Yeah, there were scary lunch ladies. Yeah, right. Yes. I remember there was a, a class bully when I was in second grade, and he would pick on people all the time, especially at lunch. He'd steal your food and stuff. And I just got so fed up one time that I took my juice box. It was a milk juice box. It wasn't, it was like box of milk. And I put the straw in it, and he had grabbed some of my food so I took my juice box and I squeezed it in his face and hit him in both eyes wide oh, open wow. with milk and then Terrific. all time stood still for a second 
Yeah. And I sprinted out of there as quick as I could. I left my tray. Wow. And I didn't know where to hide. I hid in the girls' bathroom. Just inside the little door with my eyes covered and my hands over my face, hoping that he would pass by. And then finally, some girls came in. They're like, oh, you're in the girls' room. So I went back out and uh, went back in, got my tray and put it away. And the scary lunch lady was waiting for me. And I think she made me clean up the table. And then, of course, the dude was waiting for me during second recess. (laughs) And he basically gave me one of those Vulcan neck grab Remember, you know, like where yes, someone grabs yes. you, like uh, on the on, that was up here. Popular back. Yes, then. he gave me the yeah. the the Vulcan. I think yep. it was was it the Vulcan claw or the Vulcan death grip, something like that. He gave that to me during the second recess. Oh, so I hate that when that happens. He had it coming. I mean, I must say, I, I'm not. He had it coming. He he did. It was the vigilante rough justice in the second grade cafeteria <laughs> lunchroom. I thought you were going to say you jacked his jaw. No, 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 <laughs> no. I wasn't that brave. No. I mean, I hid in the girls' room. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that tells you That's a little true. bit of my state That's, of mind. I'm surprised. I was. I literally was hysterical with fear, uh, hiding in the girls' room. I was. Fearful was, that the girls were going to come in, and then I was fearful that the guy was going to find me. So, but that was the low of the story. I was hoping it was going to arc. Yeah, no, upward. No, this same guy, uh, the previous year, had taken one of my shoes at recess. <laughs> and of course, you're running You'll around. Never forget, you cannot catch people when they've forget. taken one of your shoes. No, you can't. And he took it Strategic. and he threw it as hard as he could. And we had an inner courtyard. You sure, play, it was as hard play. as he could. I think it was as hard. It had to be back at that age. <laughs> he said, "Ooh," as he threw it. So I assume that's. But it, we had an inner courtyard play area, so it was like a big. It's like the Pentagon, right? In the middle is is the play area, so it's all enclosed. Okay. He threw it as hard as he could. I assume <laughs> the wind caught it, and it was like a boomerang, and it came back and went right into a plate glass window, small glass window in the second grade classroom. Your and shoe the, was like a boomerang. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'd it was one of those. That. It was one of those Buster Brown shoes, and okay. uh, it was a little heavier than normal. Yeah, went with my husky husky jeans, my yeah. husky jeans, and my uh, Braunschweiger sandwich. Yeah, and he tossed that, and it came and went through the glass window. Good for the students. They were at uh, water break out in the hallway. Good thing. Bad for me. My shoe is now in the middle of a room full of glass, and so I got called to the principal's office. So did he, and he had to pay for his crime. But uh, I think I held on to that for a while, and then one day it just bubbled up, and you know, just the the thumos just, and I squirted him in the face with a box of milk and ran and hid in the girls' bathroom, (laughs) and that's my story for today. I'm I'm glad I got that off my chest. I've been carrying that around a long time. The Braunschweiger brought it out in me, actually. So you know, maybe if someone's dealing with something. In their personal life, maybe just have a Braunschweiger sandwich. It might just help you get it off your chest yep. in a way you never did before. Or squirt so, somebody in the face with milk. Squirt someone in the face with milk and just see what happens. And yeah. then run like crazy. Yeah. And get run out of like there. crazy. And hide somewhere they would never expect. And when you have a boomerang shoe, don't let anybody know. No. Because that's and a it, secret yeah. weapon. It's, it's, it was like get smart, but not so smart. It's they, true. They, and, uh, you know, it, he had quite an arm to be able to get it to go through the glass. But yeah, I remember watching it. And it, the reason I say boomerang is because it took a, you know, it probably took a 60-degree turn in the air and uh, went right through the window. Yeah. Maybe not 60. What shoe was that? It was a Buster Brown. I mean, it was just, you know, wow. one of these. I've always oh, wow. had larger feet. It was, it was, you know, it was a compact, heavy, suede. 
semi-casual footwear. Caught some air. And it had that gum sole, which was kind of thick, and then it had, you know, a liner, and it just... Like yeah. that. Yeah, that's, again, another good you sound know, effect. This is good radio today. I mean, it's all about the sound effects yeah, today. all about it. We should do a montage of just all the noises from today's show. That yep. would be fun. Paper bags that's would one. probably make any Sebastian, you option. should spend 20 hours next week working on that. Yeah. yeah. That would be a good sure. idea. So, oh, we got to turn your mic on, by the way, speaking of sound. Okay. Thank you. Now, it is Friday, April 6th. And I know April 6th, we all know what happened on April 6th. I mean, April 6th was huge, and I think it's going to be biggest. very, it's, you know, there are just some things that they almost go without saying, but we're not going to not say them. So we're going to have Lawrence, history professor by day, superhero by night. <laughs> um, he's a, uh, you know. You've been waiting too long to snappy uh, dresser. This, huh? He's a, <laughs> he's a great square dancer. Ah. You know. He does exactly. the do si do like no one oh. else, um, and you know, sure. all around just a great, just a great friend and uh, Braunschweiger salesman. So, <laughs> that being said, walk us through um, all those important things that happened on April sixth, this day in history. Sure, we'll uh, start in forty six B.C. Talking about Julius Caesar uh, defeats Sicilius C- uh, Metellus Scipio and Marcus Porcius Cato or Cato the Younger in the Battle of Thap- Thapsus or Thapsus, um, but this is along the times of him coming back and crossing the uh, Rubicon, which is a another one of those famous phrases, he crossed mm-hmm. the Rubicon. Yep, it's kind of a one-way uh, trip. Yeah, there's no turning back after doing that. <laughs> but this is basically on his way to being uh, consul and then declaring himself consul for 10 years and then declaring himself consul for life, and within two months of doing that, he's uh, murdered there in the Senate Hall. But this is right around those times, um, about two years before, actually. Uh, but good military leader, uh, won a lot of battles around Europe uh, in in um, France, or what was called Gaul back in the days. But back in the days, back in the Roman day. Um, <laughs> but anyways, moving on. 774, Charles the Great, or Charlemagne, uh, confirmed the gift to the Pope of territories belonging to the Ravenna, made by his father Pepin the Short, at... Queercy Sir Lore in 753. Um, Pepin the Great or Pepin the Short made up for uh, what he lacked in height by marrying, I think his name or her name was Ka- uh, Bertha the Great or something, Big Bertha, uh, which maybe is where Calloway got their driver from. But um, Charlemagne was a was a <laughs> massive man for having a father named Pepin the Short. Yeah, well, um, his mother was made up for all that. Um, moving on, 1652, Cape Colony, the first European settlement in South Africa, established by Dutch East India Company under Jean Rinvibak. And uh, this is... By this, who? Can you say that again? Uh, you know, um, um, Jan van Rijbeek, or Beek. This, uh, this is the Cape Town down at the bottom of South um, Africa. Uh, Cape of Good Hope is what it will be called, or Cape Town. It's not the place where you called. buy the capes. No, it's, that's no, in no. Transylvania. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Cape Town, USA. Yeah, it's an amusement go. park. Uh, Basically, everyone just wears capes. Charles II signs the Carolina Charter, which he basically gave this, uh, as in the Carolina Territory, to eight gentlemen who were his supporters. Because uh, in England at this time, it was pretty rough. Uh, you had just had him replaced in the throne after Oliver Cromwell. 
because English England came to the, the conclusion that they didn't want Cromwell's heirs, who wasn't royal, to take over. And so they brought Charles II back. No big deal. Well, then <laughs> James II was an extremely old man. And they're like, eh, you know, when he dies, we'll get somebody else. Well, then in his older age, he got married to a younger Catholic woman. And they had a Catholic young boy. And then they, that led into the Glorious Revolution bringing William and Mary, and they signed things that said non-English people can be king and queen, and the rest is history from there. So uh, interesting times there, though, with the Americas starting to pop up because around the, the mid-1600s. line are actually German, right? The um, From Victoria. From Victoria yes, since. We have right. German. Albert was. Albert was German. And then German. Victoria was her... Uh, uncle. Uncle was also German, yeah. yes. Yeah, that all started yep. around this time. Um, Coburg. Their name was Coburg, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, or, or was that his, was that, uh, was that Albert's name was Coburg? I can't remember. I Sorry. can't remember. That was a step too far. That's went, okay. That's okay. You know, this far. show, if we didn't call it live till five, we'd call it a step too far till five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just right. doesn't roll off the tongue right. as well. Right, yeah, too many words. I went yeah. out on a limb and nobody knew the L- answer. L- LTF yeah, is, is uh, mm-hmm. probably yeah. good. Live sale yep. five. Uh, 722, 1722, Peter the Great, Tsar of Russia, ends tax on men with beards. Uh, yeah, that was a thing. Peter the Great uh, was one of those coming out of the dark ages of Russia who most of them, Nicholas and... Um, um, I want to say Catherine, but I'm not sure that's the name of the... Um, Russian czarus, but uh, anyways, they were they were relatively homebodies, if you will. Not not Peter. Peter actually traveled twice to Europe, took some survey trips of what was going on in the in the world there in the in the West, and came back and found that nobody's got beards anymore. Uh, that's that's more of a medieval thing, and uh, we just look old here. Our buildings are old. Our people look old, and so he basically took some people and just started hacking their beards off personally but then in order he calmed that down and then basically said if you're going to keep a beard you know you got to pay a tax on it until now when he rolled the tax off so he got his point across he did he he definitely definitely did um we'll give sometimes you just gotta do something to make a change right even if you have a cut a man's beard off i feel that way about man buns you know those top knots? Yeah, you just oh. want to slice. Okay. Those you just right want to run up and. I if there was a if there was a some sort of referendum and they were going to tax man buns. Yes, I might think about voting for oh, it. I would vote for it, and I don't care if it's a Maybe violation of people's personal rights. It's a violation of my rights to have to look at that. Wow, wow, this. Is I'm not very opinionated think, about men thi- men, to, many things, but I'd, I'd have to think about the principles behind that and think yeah, of whether or not that's, I don't know if the founding fathers. I don't uh, but the on founding, the other hand, I don't know if the founding fathers they wore powdered wigs. They did. They did. Who knew it was under those? Yeah, they might have had a top knots. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't even say that. That's yeah, terrible. they could have had them. That's Thomas Jefferson, 1808. Little real scallywag that guy. <laughs> 1808. John Jacob Astor incorporates the American Fur Company. Uh, so big doing there in America. 1830, Joseph Smith and five others organized the Mormon Church in Seneca Co- County, New York. Uh, I believe that was the first state um, that they attempted to start the Mormon Church. They ended up being in six, I think, before Joseph Smith died. And Brigham Young said, forget this, I'm going to take them all to Utah. And hence, 
that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So they started in New York and actually kept yep. moving west uh, as people just kind of mocked and ridiculed it until he died and Brigham Young took him out to uh, Utah where it's been until today. Um, 1889, George Eastman begins selling his Kodak flexible rolled film for the first time, mm. as we've all used one of those in our day, I'm sure. And Except then Sebastian. Probably not, yeah. Yeah, we used, used to have one-hour photos. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And you had, when we were kids, you, of course, you had the Fox Photo booth in the parking lot. Uh, it was like mm-hmm. a little kiosk in the parking lot. Drop off your film, pick it up in a week, and then it was a day, and then it was an hour. Definitely. While you were waiting, you'd eat your Braunschweig sandwich. Braunschweiger sandwich. Braunschweig. Not sorry. Braunschweig. That's a that's, that's a, a German team. team. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Huh. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. But younger people don't know about film necessarily. I do. No. Yeah, well, you know about it from a from a filmmaking standpoint. I also used it for film cameras. For, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We would we spend went to the zoo. We'd buy those disposable ones. Right? True. Right? Okay. So these yeah. would be. We would buy film, like a four pack of of. 32 yeah. shot or 36 shot mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. and you buy different quality depending on what kind of well, pictures you're going to take. Yeah, the ISO it's yeah. 100, 200, 400, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And we always had rolls of film that we had never gotten processed. Of course. And you find them yep. in the junk drawer and then Four years later, you're like, where did these Fujifilm things come from, the little canisters? Let's get them processed. And it's like, oh, Eureka, it's we found Christmas. gold. Yeah. Then you yeah. you look at them, and they're all like pictures of someone's thumb over the lens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so disappointing. Or it's red or something. We ordered doubles, and it's like. You pop the back over the camera open, and oh, oh, there yeah. goes all yep. four of those shots. It's not yep. exactly Ansel Adams. You know, yeah, no, no, definitely not. on the other no. end of it. Yeah. No. Ansel Adams. <laughs> Um, Black and white uh, uh, geographic photography yes, reference yes, there. Sorry. Yeah. No, I know what that's you mean. That's for our photography and creative base Back listeners. in the 1990s, that's every office had an Ansel Adams picture of Yosemite yeah. or the something tree, like that. The big yeah, tree. The big tree. tree. Yep. That's been sold and seen more than any other photograph yep. in the world. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now you can do it with your iPhone. It's okay. Yep. Well, don't, I don't mean not to upset quite. you. No, no, I'm just kidding. Not I was quite. just, I was just triggering you on that one. So triggering. Well, not <laughs> I saw the the drink lowered from his mouth slowly <laughs> as I said, "Anyone can do that with their iPhone." He's like, "Them are fighting words." Not quite. <laughs> yeah. You still have no. to learn to you do. compose the. No, image. you're absolutely right. Even you're if you do it with your phone. Yeah, it's true. There's my phone pick camera doesn't even work right now. It like is all jittery. Like, what? Yeah, it's a. Um, the little sensor next to the camera, something's wrong with it. So when I, it looks like someone's shaking your phone like really fast. Wow. Yeah. So I have to get it fixed on yes, Monday. Yes. So I'll be without a phone if anyone's trying to call me from Monday till huh. Tuesday. Hmm. But then I'm hopefully sure I'll be able to take pictures again. That. Yeah, that. I wouldn't mind having a day without a phone actually. I'll look forward yeah, to the nice. Ansel Adams photographs that you'll be posting after that. After that. That's the only thing that's kept me from taking Ansel <laughs> Adams like photos. Yeah. So mine right now look more like um uh what's his name? Andy War uh, Andy Warhol. Warhol. <laughs> really? They're more modern art. Wow. Yes, yes. Okay. So all right. Well, Lawrence, thanks for uh yeah, that. it'd be hard to get more positive than that little conversation about photography there. So that's it's great. Uh, We'll Appreciate just, it. We'll just let that right off. That's good. Time. April sixth, big day in history. Yeah, of course. Especially the the Tabies and Siri Caesar and all those Rubicon and all yeah, those things at the, the beginning. Rubicon. That was yeah. a big deal. I remember that part. Yep, and that's where we get Caesar salad from. Check it out. Google it. Just kidding. It's not. It's Caesar salads from Mexico. Okay. Uh, thanks, Lawrence. Really appreciate it.
Have a great weekend. And uh, we're going to take a little short break. Seriously, folks, Caesar salad is from Mexico. You can look it up. Cardini, the guy who invented Caesar salad. Wow. Uh, chef in Mexico. Hmm. Google it. All right, we're going to take a short break. It is 4.22 p.m. on Friday, April 6th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is Live Till 5, episode 259. Talking lunches today. Going to have a little bit of news here in a few minutes. And more Live Till 5, some Stranger Than Fiction. And ending this show, as we have the last couple weeks, with the World Watch List. The hardest places on the planet to be a Christian. So stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to have you with us on this Friday afternoon, April 6th, 4.27 p.m. Make that 4.28. Clock just rolled over. 4.28 p.m. on this Friday. Three times each week you can listen to this two-hour broadcast. First is on Friday afternoon live from 3 to 5 p.m. Second would be Saturdays from noon to 2. The third time, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. So catch us on the rebound, Saturdays and Sundays. Noon to 2, Saturday, 7 and 9 p.m. Sunday night. We'd love to have you pick up any part of the show that you missed earlier. You can always tune in later. You can also download the podcast through khmg.org. That's khmg.org. A lot of great podcasts available there, plus so many sermons, hundreds of sermons. Would I be uh, accurate to say hundreds of sermons, Chris? Yeah, it was definitely over 1,000 now. Over 1,000, there you go. sermons from... Um, like Dr. Lasolala, people who have presented, you know, missionaries and evangelists. These are all sermons preached at Harvest, and um, these are all sermons that uh, we're able to catalog. I guess a few of the Dr. Olala ones might be from other locations. Well, Dr. Olala, all the Dr. Olala messages, they're either here. I mean, here they're is ones just that a we small produce, percentage. Right. We, we produce them all, but we're, we have access to his entire library, there basically. You go. But all the other sermons on there, I believe, would be will have been preached here at Harvest at some time in the last well, two decades. Uh, yes, and Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Um, Mc- McLaughlin? McLaughlin. Why was I? Th- well, I guess I his also yeah, his name. Yeah, or at Fourth Baptist in right. Plymouth, Minnesota. But other than that, the the other things. But we produced it all yeah. here. There you go. So yeah, and and people can look them up by by speaker. You can look it up by biblical passage. You can look it up by topic, and yep. uh, it's a great way to be able to download some good resources for your own edification and growth. And uh, podcasts are just a great way to when you're away from. You know, listen to the radio when you're in the car or sometimes at your desk. That's one thing. But if you uh, can really tap into some good podcasts like the ones that we offer on khmg.org, they're a great resource for you as you're out and about and you're not close to a device that can have a signal. So it's really a great way. I'd, I'd encourage you to check it out. So, Chris, we're talking about lunches today. Yes. And when I sent out the email that this was the theme, I thought that Braunschweiger was going to be the most interesting name of a food today, but I would put it in second place next to the item that you brought up, which is what? The cheese zombie. 
The cheese zombie. Do any of the listeners, I wonder, know what a cheese zombie is? There's got to be some listeners saying, ooh, ooh, we had that at our at our school. Yes. Maybe somebody from the Pacific Northwest. Yep. I was thinking of maybe like Aaron or somebody that grew up yep. in a the cheese Pacific Northwest. Zombie. And it's not a cheese zombie sandwich. It's called cheese zombie. That's it. Cheese, cheese zombie. zombie. Okay. Now, when you said lunch and then you mentioned my school lunches, the only thing that comes to mind is cheese zombie, mm-hmm. and you long for the days of the cheese zombie. Mm. And cheese zombies even have their own Facebook page. Really? You can go to facebook.com slash cheese zombies. I'm going to start following them today. Yeah. I'm going to start okay. following cheese zombies yeah. today. I need more friends on Facebook anyway. Yeah. So we're going after cheese zombies I mean, right stuff now. Stuff like that. But then there's some arguments online as to the origin of cheese zombies, but we think we've come to the bottom of that. I did some research. Cheese zombies. There's at least two pages. Uh, oh, really? cheese, well, one's the food and beverage company, Cheese Zombies Food Community. 604 like this. Yeah. Now it's 605. There you go. Well, Cheese Zombies, if you're not aware of what this is, um, it is a, uh, let me give you a little bit of the recipe here. If you buy frozen bread dough, okay, you probably need two frozen bread dough loaves for a regular size cookie sheet. You take the bread dough after it's risen once in a bowl, roll it out on greased cookie sheet all the way to the edges. Then you make sure the cookie sheet has edges and it is not a just a flat sheet. So it can't be just a flat sheet. You either, you either use Velveeta or Kraft Singles. Real cheese would be greasy and not creamy, mm. it says here. So using as much cheese as you would like, and if you were at my school in the 1980s or 90s, probably 1980s, you would have used extra, extra cheese. This is why it was such an epic thing. Mm. Uh, you put those slices, lay those slices touching on the bread dough, making one sheet of cheese on the dough that's in the cookie sheet, leaving about a half to three quarters of an inch of room around the edges. Then you take either or the other half of the dough, I should say, and you roll that out on the counter and then lay it on top of the cheese and then pinch the edges together so none of the cheese escapes. So uh, no butter or any type of oil in there to make it fry. Chris, you just described the grandfather of the hot pocket. You think so? Well, you think about that. It's a it's a piece. It's a it dough seems like a... with something right down the middle. It's just a straight up cheese dough concoction. It seems like a slur toward the cheese zombie. Well, you like know, a, like it, an insult. The grandkids are never as zombie. good as the grandpa. I mean, this That's is true. A, the grandpa is the World War II vet who took Normandy on D-Day, and then the grandson plays video games about it. You know, the cheese <laughs> zombie was the thing that basically launched a thousand children into you know the space race and and to generation x getting out there and starting microsoft and and intel and and tesla and then now you know the hot pocket is basically the grandchild of it that's totally an embarrassment yeah right okay it's just like that now that (laughs) now that i've heard all that, that i accept it more readily there you go but the the uh, the thing about the cheese zombie to me is this is you know this is something that if you mention it to people that I, around where I grew up, you say 
you remember that cheese zombie? Mm-hmm. And then they get a look on their face like, <gasps> yeah, the cheese zombie. Yep. And it's like, a, it, and all it, it really is, is just like bread, mm-hmm. fresh bread, you yep. know, kind of a nice doughy kind mm-hmm. of a bread, which is like a ton, a, a big layer of cheese. In Melted it. cheese. Yep. Melted cheese. And what I, and, and it would become kind of all one unit. You know, it, yep. there was no division. It's homogenous. It's homogenous. And then also, this is the other thing I remember, which was like a miracle, is that there was one large square on the trays that we had. I, I recall, there. I think there were pink trays. Okay. And that square, and somehow the lunch ladies had devised a mechanism by which they could get the cheese zombie Exactly in the shape of the large square. Wow. That was, I mean. They had to have like like a cookie cutter type device or something. Exactly. And I'm thinking, where do you get Well, you know, those lunch ladies used to be engineers for NASA. And then when the space race wound down, they had to get another job. And so they started doing cheese zombies for your school in Yakima or wherever you were at. It was Spokane, Washington. Spokane. There you go. The Olympia says they invented it, but yeah. there's some dispute about this. But yeah. The other thing was you would want the edge piece. You don't want the middle piece. You want the piece at the edge because it's got a little bit of a lip around it, uh-huh. and that's that nice gooey bread there. Oh, yeah. And then the cheese kind of seeps up into there, and it's an extra little pocket of cheese. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's not healthy at all. And so I'm going to start nutritious. comparing... <clears throat> All dinner items right. to cheese zombies from now on. So I'm going to eat it and say, well, that's almost as good as a cheese zombie. Or I'm going to sit back with my arms crossed. Yes. And with a disgusted look, I'm going to say, well, that's no cheese zombie. Right. That's no cheese zombie. I mean, yeah. it's good and all. Yeah. But it's no cheese zombie. Right. Okay. I'm going to say that tonight, no matter Go what my it. wife's making for dinner. I'm just gonna try it out on her. I like to test things out on her. I'm, I'm just sure gonna sit back it. with a disgusted look on my face and my arms crossed and say, "Well, that's no cheese zombie." Yeah. Or I'll say, "Wow, that's almost as good as a cheese zombie." Uh, the guys in there thought that maybe I was, maybe it was just nostalgia, improving the memory of the cheese zombie. Okay. I said, "How can you go wrong with like?" Hot, gooey bread with right. cheese in the middle. Yeah, American cheese product. It's probably not even real cheese. It's, it's got to be an American. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? But, I mean, how? Just take my money. I, I started a cheese zombie truck here on Guam. Somebody, please. That's not a nostalgia item. That's just reality, right? That's, that's the, You could sustain the countries on that. So here's some things that's not <laughs> quite as good as cheese zombie. So, uh, uh, Chris, you tell me. Um, sure. Is it as good as a cheese zombie or not? Not, it's no cheese zombie. Okay, it's like it's almost as good as a cheese zombie, or not even close to a cheese zombie. Like, okay, how about these are twenty-two random nineteen seventies and eighties snacks. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let me start with the beginning of the list. Pop rocks candy. Uh, Seems like people had those when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but I I don't ever really remember having. They like fizz in your mouth, and they kind of yeah have a chemical reaction. I'm. I'm I'm a no clue on that one. I'm well, not an, sure. It's, it's no cheese zombie. No, it's no cheese okay. zombie. Okay, how about um, this beech nut gum with the stripes? You ever remember that? It had like zebra stripes? I have seen that, and I like that, but it's no cheese zombie. It's no cheese zombie. Okay, <laughs> do 
Did you ever have Dinky Donuts cereal? This was very popular in the 70s. Dinky Never Donuts cereal. Never even seen that or heard of it. So it's no, no cheese on me Okay, how about Hostess Ding Dongs? Hostess Ding Dongs. Love those, but uh, would I take a cheese zombie over that? I'm afraid I would. Okay. Uh, let's see here. How about Swanson Turkey TV Dinners in the foil the foil tray? I. It seems like... When when I was a kid, like if my parents were going somewhere yep. or something, and and like my sisters would be there to take care of us, my older sisters, yep. that we would be able to get TV dinners, and I think I liked that. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd like it today. Yeah, but I think I liked that, and and uh, but it's no cheese on me. Okay, all right. How about Wonder Classic White Bread? That was very popular. Oh come on, it, no with enriched zombie. enriched with niacin. It's I mean and riboflavin. I mean, this is makes you wonder why they say it's the best thing since sliced bread, because I don't think it's that There's, great. You had a double pun in there. It makes you wonder why they say it's the best. That's, oh, that's good. That's nice. a double pun. How about just a variety um, uh, flavors of Kool-Aid? No cheese zombie? No, thanks. No. How about the can of Hawaiian punch where you puncture the top? Okay. I, I don't I don't love the punch, but I love the commercials. Yes, if I got a chance great. to watch the the big, uh, big Kool Aid man, yeah, the Kool Aid man always did bust what? through bust the through wall. wall. Yep. yep, then that's good. But and then the no. Hawaiian punch guy, Punchy, the Hawaiian punch guy, he was kind of a, a, a negative stereotype of a some little cartoon character, like a Polynesian, yeah, guy or yeah, something? with like a little red, uh, yeah. Oh, did probably, I get the Kool Aid man correct. mixed up? Kool Aid man the... was up here with Kool Aid, oh, Hawaiian Punch. Okay. Neither yes. one of them are cheese zombie. No. How about this Tab Cola? See, when I was a kid, I would have done, I would have given up almost anything to get a Tab Cola because I didn't. We didn't have. So there you go. Tab Cola. I think it's pretty close. I might take a Tab. It, what, this is me at 11 years old or whatever. Yeah, sure. I might have taken a tab over a cheese zombie because I knew I could get a cheese zombie again. That's right. They but served at the cafeteria. Yeah. They didn't serve I, tab at the cafeteria. I wasn't going to get a tab it's later. upscale. It's true. So, so tab is almost as good as a cheese zombie. How about Twinkies? Just straight up no, Twinkies. No, no Twinkies. not Nissan not cheese zombie, huh? Not a chance. Okay. How about this? Now, I don't remember these cereals here, the Quisp cereal. Quisp. Never heard of it. I've, I've seen commercials about this. This was very popular to some, but not, not to me. So it's no wow. cheese zombie. No cheese. Okay, how about these? These Hunts snack pack puddings. Now they come today in yes. plastic containers, but they were in metal containers with a peel back yes. lid. Remember? Yes, I do remember that. And I specifically, the picture is a butterscotch, yeah. and I remember butterscotch. Yes. Yeah. So, but I don't think I'd take that over a cheese zombie. Okay. I would All not right. trade that. How no about chance. fruit pies, Hostess or Hostess fruit pies? You know, like it would be like a. They no. had all different brands. Tasty I Bakery. Liked those. Those. No? I never liked those. No. Not, so it's no, no cheese zombie. No How about Devil Dogs, which is like a whoopie pie, but made by Hostess? Hmm. No. I no? don't think I no would. Cheese zombie, huh? Okay. How about, uh, what's this one? It's here? got a similar look to a cheese zombie. Yeah. It's just that it's the marshmallow cream inside of a chocolate. It's got the same look to it, though. Okay. Um, boy, some of these I just have never heard of. Uh, Carnation Breakfast Bar. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. We used to have Carnation Instant Breakfast, which you stir up and then kind of like an Ovaltine type drink. Yeah, like an Ovaltine. I liked that, but I wouldn't give up a cheese zombie for that. How about Fanta Orange Soda? See, there's the same thing. When I was a kid, you you didn't we didn't get soda. 
Right. So I think, honestly, if I'm thinking of my 11-year-old self- That's that's where you have to place I'm, yourself I'm right now. I'm taking a Fanta over okay. the cheese over zombie. Over cheese zombie. Fanta over cheese zombie. Uh, bubble yum, bubble gum. No, no chance. No cheese zombie. No chance. How about blueberry cereal as one of the three? It was Frankenberry, wow. Choco Berry, uh, Choco no. Count Chocula, I mean, and blueberry. No, we could no. never have that as a child. Never. No. If you, right. we didn't get a soda, you think we're getting blueberry for breakfast? No, no. So no they're chance. very only only the tab and the Fanta orange uh, yeah. ranked as high as a cheese zombie. Because. You know, you'd think to yourself, boy, I'm not going to get another can of soda again. Right. This is, this is, that would be a high level treat right there. Now, did you have lunch boxes when you were a kid? Yes. I had a Dukes of Hazard lunch box. Plastic or metal? Plastic. Okay. With a thermos? No. The, one of the older kids had a metal one. Mm -hmm. So it was in the house. But we didn't think that was cool or whatever, so we wouldn't take the old Right, one. yeah. It was embarrassing because they get rusty and things like they that. They get rusty. And there was, around the corners, a little rust. Yep, yep. So we'd take the plastic. But it was Dukes of Hazard right yep. there on the- yep. yep, a little thermos. Mom could pack th- a little hot soup in there. Yeah, but we didn't get the thermos. It was like we never had anything yep. to put in the thermos. So here are 10 vintage metal lunch boxes you wish that you still had. Mm. The Star Trek one from 1968. Wow. It's worth $1,450 now. Whoa. Um, too bad we don't have yard That's sales here. It's a lot of cheese that... zombies. Rocky and Bullwinkle, 1962. It's worth $1,600. Mm. The Beatles from 1966, also $1,600. Comes with a thermos. I think people collect these. I yep. mean, I think this These high-top lunchboxes, remember how some of them had, they were kind of a high-top, yes. and then that thermos fit up in the top? Yeah. So the Jetsons, 1963, $1,650. Dudley Do Right, 1962, with no thermos, $2,200. Whoa. Underdog, 1972, my birth year, $2,500 for the underdog. Underdog. Now, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Underdog, and uh, Dudley Do Right, and um, the little professor kid, I forget his name. Um, uh, De- uh, uh, Dexter, it's not Dexter, but he it was Poindexter or something. They were all parts of these little mini cartoons they'd put together. Underdog was one of them. Um, 240, I've never heard of this show. And as many of my friends know, I watched way too much TV as a child. Sure. Now, the good news is you get a radio program when you grow up if you watch too much TV. So, um, <laughs> but... 240 Robert, which was a show about a county sheriff's department, emergency service detail, um, and it's it's 240 Robert from 1978, an obscure TV show, didn't even make it, but the lunchbox, because it's so obscure, is worth $5,222 for a lunchbox that you'd be too embarrassed to carry because no one knows what the show is. Be rusty by now. It would be. Toppy, 1957, $6,287.50. It is not the most recognizable elephant, but the number one lunchbox worth $16,000 was the DC Comics Superman lunchbox of him fighting this bad robot, basically. $16,000. Did I say $100? $16,000 for one lunchbox. Wow. Crazy, right? Think of what? Think of, you know, how much lunch you could buy for that. Yeah. How many... Uh, Cheese zombies. My dad carried one of these. You ever see the Little Playmate Igloo Cooler? Oh, of course. Yeah. Right? Yep. So these came out in the 1970s, and it had that high top on it, and you could put like uh, all kinds of food in there. And so he was worked on the construction site, 
So he'd stack it. My mom would just stack it full of food and snacks and drinks and everything. And he would take the little Playmate cooler. That was yeah. his everyday cooler to work. And it had a big IBEW, International Brotherhood of Electric Workers, sticker on it. Well, to get a vintage one now, but not that expensive, $32 on eBay plus shipping. Hmm. So not too bad. And it had a distinct cooler smell on it. Uh, it just like you open up my dad's lunchbox, smell like old potato chips, basically. Okay, so I remember that my sister had one of those, and she had it in the back of her little like 1980s hatchback. You know, yep. those really tiny yes. hatchbacks. Yep. She would put it in the back of there, yep. and I remember that. Just enough space for that, I'm sure. Yep. So then I looked up on eBay some of the collectible thermoses. So yep. thermos is a brand, right? But it's kind of like Kleenex. It is also a product. So a thermos is a thermal container. Sure. And back when kids carried their lunch boxes and their lunches, a lot of times the lunchbox would come with a thermos. Or if it was, you know, they either adult or child would carry a larger amount of like hot soup or hot chocolate or something, they would have a bigger thermos. And I remember my dad, when he worked in the wintertime, would take almost a liter of coffee in his thermos with him every day. He had like a metal thermos. So I was just looking at some of these thermoses on eBay. Vintage 1974, $6 million man, Aladdin lunchbox thermos, near mint condition, $50 for a little plastic thermos. Uh, Vintage six ounce, blue and white, 1976, Aladdin is the brand of company, Bionic Woman, which was the spinoff of the Bionic Man. With a screw cap Was thermos. Was it the $6 million man? $6 million man, sorry. $6 yeah. million man and the bionic woman. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, $27.99. Mm. Vintage set of 1963 space thermos bottles. Two of them. $118, though, for the set. Vintage blue 1977 Star Wars. And this is a plastic square thermos, which I remember some of those because you have a square lunchbox. It would fit in the side there. Hmm. R2-D2 C-3PO 8-ounce plastic with the cup on top, $29.99. Mask, which was a a knockoff of G.I. Joe in the 1980s. They had 1985 8-ounce mask, $10. Not worth that much. So the knockoffs aren't worth as much. Rare 1976 Hanna-Barbera Jabberjaw plastic thermos with removable cap, $29. (laughs) 1979 yellow Jim Henson Muppets Kermit the Frog, uh, $13.99. Here's one that I think is just hilarious. So so Qbert was a video game, a an arcade game. Yeah. Basically, it was a little orange creature that would hop up a pyramid. It was it was similar to Mario Brothers, and you're basically trying to make it to the top without getting bumping into something. So Qbert, vintage Qbert lunchbox and thermos, 1983. Rare, hard to find, $129.95. Hmm. And here's the description. A state find. What you see is what you get. It has wear and scratches from age and use and storage. Could use a cleaning. $129.95. Uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Uh, 1979. $25. $24 for the Little Orphan Annie plastic lunchbox from 1973. And then there was one final one I wanted to read here. Uh, this one here. Vintage 3M thermos insulated cup bottle aladdin the right attitude pass it on okay um this is funny it's worth 50 dollars. Hmm. it's just a thermos that says the right attitude but here's the description on ebay good use condition with some wear and scratching to the plastic has a coffee smell inside hmm. hey you want to spend 
that kind of money for a thermos that has someone else's coffee smell inside? I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But people collect stuff, and that's some of the stuff they collect. And if you're into lunch memorabilia, there you go. So, Chris, thank you very much for yeah. uh, hanging around and, and chatting with me. Sure. I was flying solo two weeks ago, so it's kind of nice to have some company again. Listeners, stick around. We have the last few minutes of Live Till 5. Where we're going to just take a little bit of a sober turn and talk about the countries in the world where it's the hardest to be a Christian. We're going to go with countries number four and five today in the last few minutes of Live Till 5. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, episode 259 on this Friday, April 6th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Stick around for more Live Till 5 after this short break. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. While I'm on this old Teacher's journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my and we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5. It's 4.54 here at the KHMG Studios. World Watch List. 50 countries where it's most dangerous to follow Jesus from Open Doors Ministries. Country number four. Islamic oppression is the source of persecution. 42 million is the population. Almost 2 million Christians. The government is a presidential republic. Sudan, the nation of Sudan, is the fourth hardest place on the planet to be a Christian. In a close fifth, a country that's also persecuting Christians because of the Islamic religion population of 197 million people with almost 4 million Christians is the country of Pakistan. They have almost a 100% violence against Christian ranking. So both of these places are dangerous. The aggregate score puts Sudan at a slightly higher position, but Pakistan is a dangerous place for violence against Christians. Much of the Christian persecution in Pakistan comes from radical Islamic groups that flourish under the favor of political parties. And it's just dangerous to be a Christian in Sudan and Pakistan. So we need to be praying for people that are taking the gospel there. The main sources of danger for Christians often come from their own families in Pakistan, since conversion from Islam is seen a cause of as a cause for shame, whereas in Sudan, historically, Islam is deeply embedded in Sudan society, and the government strictly implements the policy of one religion, one culture, one language. You can pray for those in Sudan by praying for opportunities for Christians to fellowship with other believers and ask God to protect them as they follow Jesus in the face of intense persecution in Pakistan. Pray for safety and protection for Christian women and girls in Pakistan who must live under the threat of abduction, rape, and forced marriage. So we are so blessed to live in the United States of America where we have religious freedom. And we have men and women who have given their lives for that. God has blessed us in a way that really we don't deserve. You could not say that our nation is a Christian nation. However, God has blessed us for his own purposes. One of those 
blessings we have is to be able to help take the gospel to other nations. And things like radio broadcasts can get across the lines that would normally stop a person from crossing over and sharing the gospel personally. But those broadcasts, the shortwave broadcasts that different ministries like Transworld Radio do into those countries are just so important. We get to be part of Heart of Harvest Asia, where we've partnered with Transworld Radio, where we're getting to broadcast into areas that I believe our broadcast even reaches Pakistan. Now, a listener would have to be able to speak English, but some do, and some are looking to learn English, so they'll, they'll listen to any type of English programming. So we're hoping that the gospel presented during our programs and all the other programs that are going out over the shortwave into these countries, that they will be effective and that they will communicate the gospel clearly. And it's our privilege and our responsibility as Christians in America to help with the gospel in countries like Sudan, like Pakistan. God calls some to go. God calls some just to give, to support, and he calls us all to pray and to share the gospel with those we do interact with. So I want to encourage you to do that. Now, last week, maybe you went to Easter service. Maybe you hadn't been to church in a long time. Let me encourage you, go back to church again this Sunday. Find a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, and go and be faithful and sit and listen and worship the Lord and open your Bible and get fed spiritually. As a believer, you really need that. You need spiritual feeding or else you will starve, and you'll be weak as a Christian. And uh, that is not good for you. You need to be a strong Christian. If you don't have a church home, come visit us at Harvest Baptist Church. I'm one of the pastors here, Jared Baldwin. Love to meet you. If you ever come to church and it's a result of hearing this radio broadcast, please come up and introduce yourself or send me a Facebook message through Harvest Family Radio's Facebook page. Let me know that you came to church, and uh, we'd love to have you. Our services, 9.30 a.m., we have a number of classes This week, we're even having our foundations class. If you're interested in learning more about Harvest or you want to be a member at Harvest, you have to complete the foundations class, and so it'd be a great chance for you, 9.30 a.m. in the main office, a number of other classes for all ages. At that same time, 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service. We'd love to have you join us this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. A number of other programs throughout the week. Check out our website, hbcguam.org. Go to our radio station's website, khmg.org. There's a link to our church website as well. Download the podcast. Listen on Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a great show. Two hours of live local broadcast. Thanks to all the guys for coming up and enjoying the show with us. Listeners, I hope you have a great weekend. This is Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 259 on this Friday, April 6th. Here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.